Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Galit Speaks podcast. I am here with another great guest, Amanda Flood. Um, so happy to have her on. She is a licensed psychotherapist with a private practice in New York, a corporate mental health consultant, and a mindset coach to minority women in business. She has over 15 years of experience as a therapist and coach, taking those skills from the couch to support professional women in shifting past, fe past fear, perfectionism, and all the emotional noise that they experience that puts limits on their goals. She is passionate about women building their emotional toolbox and embracing the importance of mental health in their everyday lives. Her background in mental health gives her an edge as a coach as she infuses the psychology of how we think and the power of mindfulness to inspire women to calm their inner critic, trust their abilities, and live fiercely as they challenge their potential. She is a wife, mom, and an avid runner, even though she dislikes it, with four half marathons under her belt this year alone. She keeps moving to keep the weight off her hips, Kit Kats in her hands, and to stay connected to the opportunities running brings. Hey, Amanda, that's, that's all so amazing. I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I totally get that feeling where like sometimes I listen to my bio and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did all of that. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm proud. Yeah, right. Like, man, she sounds good. Like, oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, okay. So I kind of want to dive right into what you do and why you do what you do. Ooh, um, juicy. Oh, my goodness. So, wow, it's like, where do you start? Essentially, for me, like, I just love all things mental health. I think it's so important. And I think there's a lot of stigma, a little something about mental health when we think about it. Like, it's people with all these crazy problems. But, you know, mental health is just important as your physical health. And it plays into everything that we do, right? So, yeah. from the day-to-day -day anxieties from just basic things to running your business, to how you show up at work, to leading your teams. So I like this idea of not just seeing people on the couch and helping you when you recognize <laughs> the house is on fire, but <laughs> I wanna get to you beforehand and help you navigate other spaces too. And it's been particularly important for me because just kind of working in the field, you come across a lot of minorities who really just haven't had access to services and support and they end up at the end of their road um, and I just really didn't like that working in uh, institutions and for me it was like okay we've got to get into the community and bring as much skill and support as we can and that's how I got into private practice uh, which just grew in terms of okay no it just can't be here on the couch like again we've got to meet people where they are and get to people who are trying to do some fabulous things and just building their business. Yeah. And so your private practice is in New York. Where in New York? Because I know we have a lot of listeners in New York. New York is in the house. Um, so I'm in Long Island, but I border Queens. So we actually get a lot of people from like New York City as well. And like the Lindbrook, 
um, and Valley Stream area, but the office itself is in Limbrook in Long Island. So okay. if you're around, say hello. Cool. So that's like kind of perfect. I, um, so I, now I live in Arizona, but I'm originally from New York. Oh, okay. I lived in uh, Far Rockaway and then most recently Rockaway Beach. I know that life. I've been to that beach. <laughs> like the Caribbean, but it's a nice beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it is the I feel like it's the closest thing to living outside of New York City inside of New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could definitely like put on the blinders and just be like, yes, I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say on vacation. Right, right. <laughs> but this feels good. Yeah. yeah, it feels great. Um, especially the boardwalk. I don't know if you've been yeah. there in the last couple of years. The boardwalk has really taken off. Oh, yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah, and now like the Rockaway Hotel is awesome. And they have like lots of great. You're uh, in Arizona no more than me. I didn't realize it was a Rockaway Hotel. Oh yeah, I just moved here like two years ago and I just closed down my office there in August. Wow. So like I was still flying back and forth up until, wow. yeah. Yeah, cause I, I still own my condo in Rockaway Beach. So I'll be back there at some point. Um, right now, I just really like how Arizona feels. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. And I love that you're going with what feels good to you, right? I think a lot of times we don't do that. We put everything else first, but yeah. you know, I like the idea of trying to pursue what does feel good to you. Yeah. So when people come to you, is it normally that they find you as first the therapist and then you kind of migrate into the coaching or do people find you as a coach? Yeah, it's, it's weird, but I mean, they kind of find me on both ends, right? Sometimes I feel like I have like this double life, <laughs> so kind of like my therapist life. Um, and then I like I market separately too as a coach, but I do have a few people that kind of, they trickle over there, right? Where it's like, they're really done with the hard work of therapy. And it really is more like this coaching, guiding, supporting feel. And then some of those folks will transition over into the coaching side, especially if they have like like business ideas that they're working on and things like that. So definitely both sides. I feel like the therapy side is probably trumping if I had to put one over the other, but it makes sense because we're just like in this crazy space with mental health right now. There's so much going on, coming off this yeah. pandemic, trying to just get through life. And everybody really recognizes that their their mental health needs a little tune-up. So busy. oh yeah. I know. I, I'm like, do you work across state lines? Because my therapist <laughs> in New York did not. And that's I have crazy. There's so yeah. many limits. It's really bad. And I think that's why coaching works. Cause, and that's one of the reasons why I shifted too, because it opens up more doors because just because of our license, we're limited to the state that we're licensed in. Wow. Uh, but coaching doesn't have those sorts of restrictions. So it gives you a little bit more like fluidity, but you know, there's still some restrictions on the other side and how much we could do, but um, it's crazy. You know, just being New York and that's it. So like yeah. if I find that move out of state similar, it's like, oh no, sorry. <laughs> oh. I know. I, I remember when I was first moving. So I only planned on moving for six months mm. and then coming back to New York. So mm -hmm. my therapist at the time tried to get some kind of like waiver to be able to still see me. And they like denied her. And I was like, 
you're just like in the middle of this was two years ago in like the height of the pandemic i'm like you're just letting people go from their right. therapy like good luck of a right. pandemic just like, right 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 and that tells you what a priority mental health is right like not so much you know until something like really extreme happens otherwise it's like no nah, you'll be all right yeah <laughs> let her go to arizona she can catch you <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have, so I'm going to start, I, I want to start talking about like women in business and people of color in, in business and, mm-hmm. and especially females of color business because, yes. so I have had a weird kind of road. My name is Galit Sadiq. I am a person of color, but I am white passing. Mm-hmm. And so I've had a very weird journey where when I was applying to things and looking for work, I knew that I was being passed over because like, because they just couldn't read my name on a resume. And I got that feeling when like other people were getting like callbacks or something. And like, and I always knew when I'm walking in, they don't know who they're about to see. Mm-hmm. Right, because they've already got like a preconceived like image, right? So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a couple of mouths have dropped open, like, oh, hmm. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm I'm the name that, well, before I had TSA precheck, I was the name that got um searched yeah. randomly every single time I flew. You were getting that was- random number every time. <laughs> like oh so random so random (laughs) ma'am step to the side thank you (laughs) (laughs) but so what you know there there were some challenges and i and i'm very clear there were a lot of privileges that i had you know going in and starting my business Mm -hmm. what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that women of color face you know i think a big thing is community and I almost think to like some of it is sort of like within ourselves, but first, like starting with community around this idea of business and having our own and entrepreneurship. I think those are things that we haven't necessarily seen in our um, and like in our upbringing and in our lives as much. Like I think entrepreneurship is really like taken off. Like when I went to high school, it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like this one thing. Now kids are like YouTube stars at like nine, right? And like, selling sneakers out their car. Like, so many options now that we didn't have. So there's a, you know, like a generation of us that really kind of grew up with that. And we just didn't have role models for that. So I think that's a challenge in itself to want to be something that you don't necessarily see in your community. You really just see like hard work, that single job, like working all the way to that pension life and feeling like, like this thing is far from me, right? Like typical, like white corporate America and, you know, like that represents business, but having my own as an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily represent business. So um, not seeing it, you know, having something to really look at and that guidance in the community around that, I think that's definitely been uh, a challenge. And it's something that I've seen for, for other women as well, and other women of color when we talk about it. Um, Cause I think it's outside, we can't really see ourselves there. And then within our community, then people don't know how to talk to you. And sometimes even take you seriously, right? They're like, you want to leave your job and do what? Like, no, 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 no. Stay in your safe job. Now uh, you need a pension. Like, why are you leaving that? <laughs> right? yeah. 
and they don't know how to like speak life and encouragement into what you're doing because it seems like such a risk, right? And they would rather you be safe, which makes sense, but it doesn't really help you. So it's hard to maneuver that when you don't have that that support yeah. to go. Yeah. So it's crazy because that that was definitely one of the the biggest things that I faced. Um, you know, I grew up in a community where uh, my my dad was an ultra orthodox rabbi, and like for me, women were housemakers, mm -hmm. and you know, like, and were basically just popping out babies and didn't mm -hmm. have careers. Like that right. was the ideal woman, right. right? And I did not fit that mold. Oh, you were like the black sheep. Like what? Oh. 100%. Like now, you, I mean, I got tattoos, I got piercings, my Woo! hair is I'm not close to that movie. Like, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have fully embraced it. And the family uh -huh. that embraces me, I fully embrace. But it was definitely something that I struggled with constantly having to fight that image and get people to take me seriously. Because even mm -hmm. now, I. When I started my business, I had way more of a baby face, but even now I have a little bit of a baby face and like mm -hmm. going out there and trying to, you know, assert myself oh, in a yeah. business setting yeah. was daunting. Yeah. And, and I would say, I feel like that is there in general for women where they're already kind of seem like, you know, less than my, we're already in the mm -hmm. back. And then now you have women of color on top of that right or even you know even further behind and so i think we all face collectively this idea of being taken seriously like what's a woman doing in that role uh for the moment you don't look the part per se for whatever reason right if you was just i happen to have a younger face right i'm gonna happen to have a different name right? but um but these are things that it holds us back actually, but then emotionally, because then we start really doubting like who we are and if we're really capable, if we really belong here. Um, and, and I think that's the part that gets really tricky too. I think a lot of people just kind of give up because they don't have that support and then they start second guessing if they're good enough to like be in the space. Yeah, I think the, the most critical things for me when <laughs> you know, when I got comfortable in my business was when I built that support system. And I did it um, through two ways. Mm -hmm. One was I had a network in uh, Rockway Beach. Um, we started a nonprofit called Ladies of Business Rockway Beach. Mm -hmm. It has evolved a little bit now, but uh, to be a little more inclusive. So it's Rockway Creates now. But um, we so we started a nonprofit and it was basically what we started as was just like a support system where mm -hmm. everybody was welcome to the meetings. You come in, you sit, you talk, you ask for things that you need and you offer things that you have, you know? It sounds so simple, but it's like, it's so non-existent that you have to create that, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then the other thing was, I had this, I got this amazing opportunity to, um, I graduated from the 10,000 small businesses, the, it's the Goldman Sachs. And at that time it was Goldman Sachs and Tory Burch's combined program for 10,000 small businesses. Mm -hmm. And it, it 
was an all female cohort and just gave me like this beautiful support system of just these female entrepreneurs that were really like on point getting shit done. Mm -hmm. And, and it's so difficult because people don't understand when you're, when you're in a business, when you, when you start your business, you are alone. Mm -hmm. You are so alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no one besides another business owner that can truly understand mm. pressures. What's required? Yeah, 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 right. And and <laughs> can understand what goes into it because it's hard to tell a regular person. Like, yeah, I had to stay up to like one, two o'clock to like get my Instagram together and upload this thing for my launch. Right? It's like what? Right? So it's like a whole nother language and sacrifice that I think it it, it is easier to get it when you're in it right and you know similar to you coming up into this from when i got into private practice because i started under someone else thinking like okay i could learn the ropes and i was very clear and i was like you know this is what i want to do and i hopefully just wanted to be here for a year i was under a gentleman and you know he's like yeah i'll teach you but that never happened you know (laughs) he was in his own interest and i had to still learn on my own i was determined to do that and figure it out and from that it just grew into something else. So for me, it was not, again, not having that community. And I didn't want that for other women either. So eventually, like I created my own community as well, um, the Mindset and Motivation Community for Women Entrepreneurs of Color. Um, And we exist on Facebook and we've done some things offline. But for me, it was a space where I want you to know that you can be encouraged, like people have your back, like we're gonna um, pour into you with skills and like help create that vision that you may not see, but you know something is in you and you want to give more and you want it to be more, but maybe you just need some help putting the pieces together because you shouldn't have to work this hard to figure it out. Yeah, I I feel like there's such a an idea of gatekeeping around the resources needed to build a business. Do that. Can you tell me? Because I don't understand. And it's not just a male female thing. Because unfortunately, I've experienced it in my field in the, the therapy side, mental health side, where it's like people are like, no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're begging for information. Like there's enough clients to go around. You can't see everybody. What's it going to hurt you to give me some information and support me? Um, and I, you know, I think it's a real complex issue in terms of going back to community and how we support each other and learning how to do that. And this idea of feeling threatened, I think we feel threatened and we like pull back, but what can I really take from you? Cause you can't do everything. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's kind of like this fear-based scarcity mentality where you're just like, oh, if I give this person the information to build their business, that's somehow going to affect me. But like we, I've had it happen to me when I've been in a totally separate field. Like, and I never wanted that. I've always thought, you know, like that's the reason I created this podcast. Like I always wanted information to be available to whoever needs it. Because that is a resource that should be shared. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. And we've got to challenge that, I think. Like, why do we feel this need to protect so much or to feel like threatened or intimidated by people? Because there's definitely stuff going on there. 
And like, it only hurts you in the long run because then it's like, these are people that might support you at the end of the day. You might have to come back around and ask them for help when they're doing all fabulous, right? Like, oh, can I do it? No, because you didn't want to share with me. I'm not going to share with you now. No. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know. So it just doesn't make sense. But we've got to figure that out. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. And, and I feel like another topic that I wanted to talk to you is talk to you about is trauma and mm-hmm. how that shows up in our business. Because I feel like that is that could be a trauma response, right? Absolutely, right? If maybe you grew up in that space of like, I've had to protect everything or I'm used to things being like taken from me or I can't trust people, right? Because trauma is essentially this loss of control. So somebody at some point took that away from you. So now there's like this hyper protection and we don't always realize it because like we separate our emotional selves from the rest of the world, but you can't do that, right? It, the, the patterns and how you learn to respond will play out no matter what the scenario is in front of you. If it's from playing a sport to like engaging with your family to even engaging with your business, if I feel everybody's coming for me, I'm gonna respond the same way, right? I'm not gonna be open and engaging and trusting. I'm gonna be, you know, withdrawing and second guessing and being like extra cautious, right? Um, Or I may not ask for help, right? If we grew up in homes where we didn't have help or we didn't even know how to ask, we might do the same thing in our business. And I think, as you know, like we can't do this thing without help and without asking and being able to open up. And there is a vulnerability and you can, you know, tell me if you agree to having a business, right? And in terms of when it ain't working, (laughs) everybody's a pretty picture, but there's days, there's hard days, there's days when you have no idea what you're doing and you have to be open enough to know, like, I need help. And to be able to explain that to people, that can feel really yucky. You could grow up in, in spaces where people only wanted to know you were shining and doing well and achieving and like mm-hmm. failing was not an option. All of that's going to play out into your business. And that might crush your business more than more than anything else. Yeah, I know that I definitely have that. And the beginning of my business was really tough because I did not know how to ask for help. And right. I literally did everything myself. Mm-hmm. And the, to the point where like my first website was built by me trying to write my own code. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's deep. Like, <laughs> I, this, you know, like I started back in 2015 and my first Ooh. website, it's still live. And I refuse to give it to people because I'm just like, I don't want, like I had another website professionally made and I just had it separate because I have two, two like sides to my business right. so like one is the original one that i created that i never show people and then <laughs> i have like the good website that i send everybody to yeah. but but like i could not ask for help in the beginning and i had to learn how to because that was just something like no you do it on your own you you pick yourself up by your own bootstraps and blah 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 blah. but like oh my gosh and and those are the things those are the things that we're responding to that's said it's maybe been said in passing it's been said over and over and over but you don't even realize you're responding to it yeah and it took me so long to get out of that mentality it probably it was probably the first like two two maybe two and a half years of my business until i was really like open enough to like start asking for help and and Mm -hmm. getting people to you know involved and and just like 
delegating. Mm -hmm. And that's such, mm -hmm. when you can't do that, you can't grow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just hurts, right? And it's like, you gotta ask yourself, like, why am I positioning myself to really kind of suffer? Especially if like, this is something that I love and something that I wanna do, right? And yeah. that, that suffering part could definitely be related to just some of the that, that trauma, or even if you don't wanna look at it as trauma, sometimes I don't think people even realize their experience has been uh, traumatic or could be considered a trauma. Um, but if it's in response to things that feel familiar from your upbringing, like, like you said, you know, the bootstrapping thing, like those messages around that, that we figure it out, that we don't ask for help. If you've heard those things or you said those things to yourself, that's still like a form of trauma, at least a form of hurt that you're responding to. Um, and we've got to figure out how to undo that, right? How to show up with courage. I think you've got to really evaluate the life that you want. And if it isn't really moving in a way that makes you feel good and happy, then it's like, okay, I've got to figure out what's going on. And I've got to figure out what do I have to do? Maybe I've got to, you know, flex my little courage muscle and do some things different than what I know so that my business could be successful, but most importantly, like the person behind it could be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we actually have, um, some questions from a Facebook user who um, saying, I don't know the proper way to ask for help. Mm. And the right help seems so out of reach. What can, what do you have to say uh, to somebody who feels like that? Mm -hmm. I would say, I want you to just play around with it, right? It's like, if I didn't know how to make like spaghetti and meatballs, Right, I would just start putting some stuff in the, on the stove, throw some water, you know, and I would see what happens. So I may not know, but let me try. And maybe I can practice. Maybe I can practice with people close to me. Um, maybe I can practice with a perfect stranger just to see what happens. Like, hey, and maybe something like not so um, like emotionally charged. Like if they say no, it's going to really hurt your feelings. But like, hey, can I borrow uh, sugar? Can I borrow a piece of paper, something like that, and see how that feels. And when you realize like, oh, that's okay, um, it may be easier to keep going because it, it's really the fear of what's going to happen that holds us back from trying, but that's actually like the antidote to this thing because the more you try it, the more you get to teach yourself that like, oh, it's okay and people actually wanna help. Um, yeah. And I, I'll even say like, I've gotten so many yeses from people to do things for me and absolute strangers, you know, whether it's like coming into our community to do things or um, like presenting or doing things like this, where, you know, we like co-host and things like that, um, simply by saying, hey, I love what you do. Would you mind coming to talk to my community about this? And they just, they say yes. So you'd be surprised how willing people are, even though there's some people that's not because they have their own stuff to work through. <laughs> There's a lot of yeses out there. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you're right. It's it's starting with like little things, right? And just like building that muscle mm -hmm. and, and then going, you know, forward and asking for something that's maybe a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And I, I have to say like me, myself, I, I struggle with like the really big stuff still, but I, I know that I have to. Mm. You know, I'm glad that you said that because I feel like we feel as though we're going to get to this point where it'll be perfect all the time. Um, because I could absolutely relate to that where there's moments where like, I'm scared to do things too. Right. And like, I'm scared to 
go after the things and honestly for me it's more the things that i know if i do it it's probably going to bring up like a different level of success for me so i yeah. think whenever that's in front of me I, I i just notice my own like resistance with that um but i say that to say you can know as much as you know and have had the experience and it doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid and that 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 feeling won't come back up but the beauty of like practicing and remembering to give yourself grace is that you leave space for that to happen and not beat yourself up over it. And to then make decisions that'll keep you moving forward and get you to where you where you wanna go. Yeah, so I have a question. If Let's say you get to that place and out of fear, you do not ask for help in those moments. Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself out of that once you're in kind of this spiral in that funk yeah. <laughs> deep diving you know biggest thing is awareness and that's like where mindfulness comes in so like once you're aware that you're going into that death spiral notice that and then literally it's like seeing a, a, a stop sign if one's so far from me i'll grab it i have a stop sign pillow in my office and i keep it there for particular clients that love the spiral it's like look at that right <laughs> so, like visualize that big old red stop sign and and recognize what you're doing and what's happening and then decide to do some things. But before you figure out what to do, ask yourself what you need, right? Why am I spiraling right now? How do I feel about that? Maybe I need to like take care of the emotions behind that. Like I'm disappointed that I didn't do anything. I feel really bad about that. Okay, what do I need to do to help myself feel a little bit better, right? Or if it's the wow. thoughts of thinking like, you know, why didn't you do that? You know that you're supposed to, okay, what do I need to say to myself instead so that I don't feel bad? right? That I'm not like punishing myself and being like my own little mean girl. What can you say to yourself instead? And I would even push you to apologize to yourself, right? Because maybe in that moment, you were more critical than you needed to be. Maybe critical like somebody from in your past life. Yeah. That's your trauma talking. But maybe instead, you know, like, hey, self or hey, Amanda, I'm really sorry that I spoke that way to you and, and I get it. You were a little bit afraid to do X, Y, and Z, but maybe next time you will. Maybe next time, you know, instead of walking away, we could stay in the room. Maybe next time we'll bring a friend with us and, you know, help help you get through it, but it's okay, right? So apologize to you. I think that's okay. And then think about what maybe I can do better next time. Yeah, that's great advice. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I love that. and. Yeah. Let me ask you when, because there are so many people that are walking around with like undiagnosed trauma, unidentified traumas, mm -hmm. where do they start? Mm. I'll just bring it back to awareness. We're so busy, really busy avoiding. Um, I think anybody and everybody could start with just, just slowing down and spending a little bit of time with yourself, almost in quiet, even though it's gonna feel uncomfortable, that's okay. But in those moments, again, just ask yourself, like, you know, what do I, what do I need right now? Like, what's coming up for me? Why is that? And almost just being really, really curious. And you could even just keep asking yourself why and see what comes up, right? Why do I feel so nervous? Where did that come from? When did that really happen? When did I first feel nervous, right? And maybe some things will start connecting for you. And if it's something that just doesn't make you feel good, it may be a place that is worth addressing. Um, I think in terms of this difference between like coaching and therapy, I think if something is super disruptive to your life where like it's hard for me to go to work, it's hard for me to keep a job, 
hard for me to like maintain relationships. I'm overthinking constantly and that I like really can't get things done. I think that's where you really want to start with therapy. So someone could do like that deep dive work with you and help you like navigate that space because we want you to get through your day to day. Um, but if it's like it just comes up from time to time in certain situations, you know, it's hard for me to um, like speak. It's hard for me to get up on socials. Um, that those are places you can be like coached through, right? Um, so just to share that kind of distinction of like who do I need to work with? Um, you know, there's some great coaches that can do some great things and definitely ask questions. Um, but when that emotion is really disrupting you and your progress um, in life or business, then you might want to start with some therapy, honey. And let's do some real like digging and clearing out. It's like clearing out the garage, all right? Coaching might get you to the front. <laughs> but therapy, we might have to like really <laughs> get to everything and organize and pack it away nicely. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's important to note that you can need both, right? You can oh, yeah. need like therapy on a personal level yeah. and like be killing it in business, but still have those things come up where you need a coach, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so many like little things you need to be coached on, right? Like uh, social media, right? Or, you know, like speaking and all these things, because it, it's skills. And a lot of us, by no fault of our own, like we didn't grow up with all the skills in the world to do all the things. So you need somebody that can teach you. And I think that's where coaching is a great avenue for that. Yeah. And do you do you find that most of the people that come to you are women of color? Yeah, those my people. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I get people outside of that, which is cool too. I think it's like how we tell people to like niche down and not be afraid of that because even within your niche, you're still gonna get people outside of that that want to work with you anyway for X, Y, and Z reasons, right? Um, I've had uh, non-people of color come and work with me because I am a woman of color, right? So in, um, I'm open to that once it's something that I feel like we can work on together. Um, but by majority, uh, it's women of color because of that relatedness, because you know you don't have to explain the experiences and like you know we can connect on the little things, we know the nuances. So it's all these subtle things that make it easier for us to like just get down to business instead of having to explain like why I do that or why it's not all like holding back. Again, there's some vulnerability that's required both in therapy and in business. And if you don't feel comfortable with the person that you're working with, it's just it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I usually, so I have always been the type where like, I'll try out a ton of therapists until I feel comfortable and then I'll stick with them forever, you know, right? But, you know, that's just how it is. Like you have to feel like you can be real yeah. because if it's not, then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's like going to the mechanic. If you don't tell them all the noises and what's happening, like how are they going to know what to get to, right? Then you drive out the car still making the same damn noise, right? You can't be mad at the mechanic. Like you didn't explain everything that's happening. So if you're in a working relationship with somebody or any relationship, even a personal one, and you're not able to communicate like your needs and what's going on and what's happening, there's so much that's going to be missed and that would just just be having the same issue yeah so. i think i feel like it sometimes in therapy and also just in general with doctors recognize that they are also the you know they have the ability to choose mm -hmm. and they have the ability to like determine like 
hey, I'm going to this person, but I don't have to stick with them if it doesn't feel right. Feel good. Yeah. I'm going to tell people that, right? You know, if uh, to give it a, a try, I think from the beginning, you kind of know anyway, but if you're not sure to stick with it, at least for like a month or so, because you, you just have a sense, right? So, and if you feel those like walls coming down, then that's a good space for you, right? And not just that you kind of feel good, but like you're doing work. Um, I see therapy's work, I see coaching is work. Like it's not just to come and chit chat and sip tea, right? Like you should be getting something out of it. You should be doing some work that's gonna like generate change, right? Cause then otherwise you're just gonna be in the same place again. So, oh, this is a great one. And I don't know if you can answer this, but how do you know when you found that person that it's going to work with, even like on the coaching level and on the therapist level? Mm. Outside of it just feeling really good, I think, I think you're getting like your questions answered, right? Like you're feeling supported. You're feeling like the things that you really wanted to know and why you came in the first place is being addressed. And you feel like you're like the only one in the room and they're really about you. I think that combination of inner knowing and recognizing that this person is really here for you and responding in a way that you don't walk out of there like, why'd I come here, right? Or like, why'd I pay for this? So, you know, or, oh, wow, like they really got me today. Like, okay, I could walk out and tell you like two or three things that I learned today. I usually always ask people like, what are your takeaways from today? Um, so that they're really aware, but also so that I know that you're getting what, you know, we're working on um, and that they can understand like what they're getting to wow. articulate that. Cause if they can't, then it, it isn't working. Something is, is off. It shouldn't just walk out feeling good. Like what else did you get from that experience? Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, because I know it's kind of like a delicate dance. Um, I'm a financial wellness coach myself. So mm -hmm. sometimes there's like this delicate dance of making someone a little uncomfortable to make sure that like they start to change, mm -hmm. but also making them feel supported enough that they've got the the the, the foundation mm -hmm. to like make that change. Right, to handle that, right. And I agree with that. So they're giving you the skills to do that, but they are willing to make you a little bit uncomfortable too, because you've got to be uncomfortable to grow, right? And again, flipping into anything else. If you were at the gym and you want to lose X amount of pounds or just like lift more or whatever, there's going to be a point where it just hurts, right? And it's yeah. super uncomfortable. But after a while, you're not going to be in that space anymore. Right, you're gonna know what you gotta do. Somebody's gonna tell you how many sets and reps or how to hold the thing or do the thing. So you get there. And I think in that um, coaching or ther therapeutic relationship, it, it's, it's the same thing. We are holding that that delicate balance. Yeah. Yeah. So when people first come to you, another thing that like I want to talk to you about, you mentioned courage mm. uh, when we were like getting ready for this mm -hmm. so what does that mean to you and how does that feel Ooh, child, like that is that is big because i think a lot of us are really talking ourselves out of like our purpose and our greatness right 
And I think courage is something that we need a little bit more of. And sometimes we we're so comfortable <laughs> that we forget how to be courageous and we forget how to take a little bit of um, a little bit of risk. But courage is being uncomfortable and still moving towards like that place of like risking and taking a chance. Um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think how to make this make sense for you guys, right? If you think about, you know, the life that you want and whether that's just life life or just like in terms of business, what you want, start to think about like, you know, what's the impact that you want to have, right? And is what I'm doing now taking me from that or is it moving me closer to that, right? Because if it's taking me from it, then you're probably not in a place of courage. You're probably in a place of like comfort and maybe fear, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're like, okay, that's not where I want to be and this doesn't feel good as you move forward, like that's courage, right? Um, if you're in that place, like, like, man, I'm comfortable. Why? Ask yourself, like, why haven't I stepped out? Like, what's getting in my way? And whatever that is, what do I need to do? Because then that's going to be courage. So it's definitely something you can do. It's almost like a verb. It's an action word, right? <laughs> it's things that can happen. Um, and maybe just ask yourself, like, okay, now that I know I'm in this place that I'm really uncomfortable with, because I do want to grow my business, I do want to see change in my life, I don't want to repeat whatever my history and you know family legacy has been. Um, what is that one small courageous step that I can take towards the direction that I want? Yeah, and uh, we had a Facebook user say. It's the courage to continue that counts and that they really like this quote. How do you feel about that? It's the courage to continue that counts. I agree. The courage to continue, because that means that you've given yourself, like we talked about that space too, right? That knowing that sometimes I am going to mess up. Sometimes it is going to be hard. Sometimes I will be afraid, but that thing inside me that wants this so bad is going to continue. And, and right, that 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 is what courage is. So courage isn't like it's going to happen all the time. I think it's like knowing that sometimes I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to feel my greatest. I'm not going to want to do this. I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to put stuff off. But like, I want to keep going. Like for mm -hmm. me and my vocabulary, like Quitting is like nowhere in my vocabulary. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I, even on the toughest of things, even if I need to like regroup, even if things didn't go well, like that's just not a thing for me. It's like, how do I figure this out? And I think it's because that thing that I want is so big and so important to me that I'm willing to figure that out even when things things are kind of like, ooh, which happens. Yeah, I kind of feel like for me, it's been... Um... I don't quit. I pivot, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not going to quit. This is like not over. I'm just going to get there a different way. Right. And that flexibility is what we need. Like some of us have never seen that. We've only seen like one way or it has to be A or B, but you need that flexibility to yeah. kind of get through. Right. And, and, and pivot. I'm curious. So what would you say to someone like me? So my, uh, if you've been watching me for a while or you know me in my personal life, like I'm what I would consider a jumper, right? Like I have no safety net. I go full force. The second I decide something, it's done, right? Like it, it's going to happen. 
I'll tell you, like when I started my business, mm-hmm. I stayed at my nine to five job as long as it took me to get a mortgage on my condo. And then the second I saw it recorded in New York City, I quit. Wow. <laughs> and like, that was just, you know, it was like, there is no way this is not working out because that's it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing when I was moving here to Arizona, like it was only supposed to be for six months, but mm-hmm. I literally made the decision sometime in November. I rented out my condo, packed my stuff in a camper van, drove mm-hmm. cross, cro- cross country and mm-hmm. was here by New Year's. Honey. <laughs> Bless your soul, honey. I I can do all of that. (laughs) But apparently it works for you. It works for me, but I'm always like, I always have this like worry in the back of my mind if that is like courage or am I on some level running away? Uh But it works out for me, you know? Like it's just, I just feel like I need the fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I need the fire under me mm-hmm. to know that it's either this, I make this work mm-hmm. or I'll spectacularly doing it. Mm. But there's something about you that you have the skill and ability to like, to like work with that and like work with that energy and like pull it together and make it work. Right. Um, it it would be interesting, like you're saying, like, am I running from things if sometimes you slow down a little bit to see if there is like some other resistance that like, you don't want to feel that's like, no, I don't want to be uncomfortable and do this. I'm out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And maybe there is something else. Um, but I feel like there's definitely like different types of people because I'm not that risky, honey. Right. (laughs) I don't mind jumping, but I have to understand what I'm jumping into. So for me, it's like taking my time to understand like what it is, what I might need, but not taking too long um, to to do it, right? Or maybe I've got to um, like do it in a, like liken it to swimming. I'm taking like swimming lessons for the last year and I'm jumping in like three feet of water and I'm, I'm scared of three feet of water, right? <laughs> I'm five foot eight, I'm scared of three feet of water, right? <laughs> but I'm gonna jump in and I'm jumping in because I'm trying to get over that fear and um, learn how to swim, but it's preparing me to jump into like the deep. So similarly, some people have to have to take their their time with where they are um, and kind of prepare themselves for like that that bigger leap. And that's okay. And there's some people that's like, I'm just going to jump right into the deep and 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 figure it out. So I think it's knowing who you are and either way at times slowing down to just pay attention to if there is like other resistance around there that I'm, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding my going way too slow and pulling back or I'm avoiding my like going way too fast. but it seems like it still works so um, yeah and I very much I very much identify with what you said about like uh you kind of uh, analyze things first right because Mm -hmm. yeah I jump but you're right I analyze things first it's just like a much quicker analysis let's say than you know because like I just don't dwell on it right like once I've made that decision I'm full force, hundred percent going mm-hmm. like, so I'll, I'll give you like a, a few kind of things. So with my business, like I had already started my business mm-hmm. before I quit. So I had like one client and I knew 
I was going to have a little bit of income and I knew I had savings enough to carry me over until I got more. And then I was just like, oh, the bank is not going to like that. So I'm going to wait till I get this mortgage mm -hmm. and then I'm doing it. You still had a plan. Right. Like I had a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the move to Arizona was a little bit different because that was um, somewhat trauma-based. Mm -hmm. um, what happened was, um, oh my God, I'm going to like trauma dump for a second. <laughs> well, we uh, leave space, right? For whatever it is that needs to happen. I think even, even just without judgment. So it's like, if that's what I feel and that's where I'm at in the moment, it is what we mean by slowing down is just kind of noticing that and, and, and just honoring that. So, yeah. So um, I, I, uh, I was with my boyfriend at the time, now husband, we witnessed a murder and it was very close to my house. We ID'd them to police. Like it was a whole big thing. I got blue hair. I, my condo is in my name. My business is in my name. And in New York, they have to release your name to the defense. And the second I got that letter, I was just like, I'm out. I'm yeah. going to figure it out. Like I can't mm -hmm. be here right now. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Like, and, and safety is safety is first, right? Yeah. 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 So that a situation of that makes sense, but then you still have this ability to the skill set that you have to work under though, that sort of like intensity and pressure to pull things off. It wasn't like, we going to move and this is not going to work. <laughs> We're going to do this. Yeah. And that part of you that knows how to work through that definitely sound like it kicked in and, and activated. Yeah. Right? And, and, and I'm a firm believer in like, you know, like really facing what terrifies you and understanding it. And like in that moment, I couldn't go, go face to face, but I did go back, right? Like I have been back and forth. And in another instance, I'll tell you like one other thing. <laughs> like, uh, I'll tell you one other thing. The other the time- problem when you talk to a therapist, honey, like, <laughs> oh, stuff be coming out. <laughs> like, what are we talking about business and courage? <laughs> you one other thing because I feel like it's the way um it worked for me in business as well well this is like a, a story that I tell when when I talk to people about like why so my business is called financial shark dress and if you see there are sharks behind me mm -hmm. so I am a scuba diver and I was deathly afraid of sharks mm -hmm. now I was that kid that watched Discovery Channel National Geographic learned and was just like, oh my God, they're so amazing. I never want to see one. And then it got to a point where I was just like, okay, I'm scuba diving now. It's been four years. Hey. I'm going to see a shark at some point and I don't want to hurt myself. Mm. And so at that moment, I booked a shark dive with no cage mm. and went uh, in St. Martin and literally just had... 20 sharks around me and they were like feeding them in front of the in front of my face and I'm just like surrounded and it was then that I like realized oh they don't care about me they like dead sickly fish like I'm huge compared to that fish that they're trying to go for 
Now I'm not talking about like great whites in this case. Like it was, it was like reef sharks, like mm -hmm. nine to 14 footers, but mm -hmm. like a big shark, you know. And it was that moment and kind of that same feeling that I take into business with me, where it's like I'm gonna just show up, mm -hmm. and I'm going to put myself in the position to realize that these people are not as scary as I think they are. Right, 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 right. The thing that I'm feeling, like it's not as bad as I think, right? The fear may not be as real as I yeah. think, right? And I, I think kind of just going back to like how we approach things, like you're able to put yourself there and kind of go all in with facing that. And, and on the same token, you know, there may be folks that like, it's okay to take your time. You don't have to be the one that goes, she went straight into the, Water. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would have So don't feel bad if you're not the jumper. But mm -hmm. you know, I think the idea of facing that fear because you just need to see that it's not as bad as as you think it is, right? But yeah, beautiful analogy because it does show up in business too, where there's so many things and like random things that you, you kind of get afraid around, right? And even mm -hmm. like things like money, right? And yeah. losing money, having money, like there's so many things that come up around that that really kind of limits us. But we've got to learn and see that we're really okay. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest places it shows up for me and a lot of other people I've spoken to is networking. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. actually being in the same other people that you may or may not like a lot of times you think they're they know more than you mm -hmm. or that they're at a different level oh yeah i'm not good enough to kind of be in this space like i i definitely see that and i see it too with um and things like like socials again like going live talking about what you do so i think in the same capacity in real life networking, it is hard to think about, well, how do I talk about what do I do? What do I say? And we're often in our head about that. Am I gonna say the wrong thing? I don't belong here. And we could spend the whole time thinking and then we mm -hmm. never really engage and we kind of like, you know, we lose opportunities. So definitely it's good to understand what's happening and how to navigate that so we can show up for ourselves and, and for the business, yeah. Yeah, so I'll give you like one um, really great networking tip that I got which has helped me tremendously and has created opportunities for me. It was to walk into a room and find the person that looks as scared as I feel and then start a conversation with them. I feel bad for everybody that's listening that, that's like, oh, that's why she came over to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, that's awesome, right? Because then y'all are together. And that's better. It's, it's always better to double team anything. Right. You exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Do you have any? Do you have any like nuggets of wisdom that you? Um, just as you as you said that, uh, um, someone had said like start at one point and like with a drink or something too, which like just gives you something to kind of navigate a little bit where you can be sipping all the drink in between. But pick one point in the room and then try to work your way back around like to that point. So you're still mm -hmm. moving, you're talking to people as you go and like, you know that like, I'm trying to get to that that destination. So I just thought that was helpful. And yeah. the double teaming thing, if you can go with somebody so you don't feel like that awkward, uh, but somebody that's gonna encourage you and not just sit and talk to you because you know, you're trying to meet other people. Yeah. Um, in terms of like this fear of showing up and like being visible because you know i always say like you have a story and you have a story that needs to be told you know so 
just do it. <laughs> Practice, know that you're going to mess up, but understand that people are not that critical, right? And yeah. sometimes you'd be even surprised that people are supportive of you being your genuine self of like, oh, like I forgot that. Oh, I was supposed to do this. Like they'll still encourage you and that'll feel good sometimes. So it doesn't ever need to be perfect to show up. And the more you show up and try, like the easier it'll get. So whatever that thing is that you're afraid to do, especially when it comes to your business, like just try and let's see what happens. And then Yeah. I feel like we forget that each person is a is a whole person in their own head. And so usually they're thinking about their own stuff. Like they for, totally didn't notice that you messed up that word or right. like that you your makeup wasn't perfect or whatever. Right. They, they don't care. They're not looking at you that hard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Then we can even remember that, like, they're not looking at you that hard. Just, <laughs> do yeah. the thing, you know? And they'll probably relate to you more. And you probably want to work with the person that, like, can relate to you more, right? That was like, wow, like, when you were babbling, like, I love that because I babbled too, right? <laughs> or when you said that, oh, you dropped the eyelash, like, that was me today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it may connect with you, like, when she comes over and it's like, oh, you scared to be here? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know I looked that bad. So you know, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. let's be a community. Like, that's that's what being in a community means, right? Like, yeah. it's okay. each other for in, and not just seeing like the perfect image, right? Because that's not really being supportive. That's not really being a community member. Yeah. You see your community at every level. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's so important too. Because unless we hold people to the standard that they are this like perfect something. And I think that's really dangerous too, because then it's easy to believe then that I have to keep coming back and be perfect. Um, so I feel like that's another place that we've got to give people a little bit of space to where like, it's okay if you just come and be yourself and like, that's fine. It's fine if you come and like mess up, like we just love hearing you, right? So really just validating the things that you like about that person and not making them feel like even like they have to keep showing up to this like standard too. Yeah. We kind of can easily like idolize people, I think too, right? Instead of kind of like encouraging, like I think it gets to this one place, so. Yeah. We've got a lot of growing and supporting to do, you know, and <laughs> learning and unlearning. But I love that we could do it together in spaces like this and could challenge ourselves to think about like, what am I doing and what do I need to do more of? And who are they talking to me? <laughs> yeah. So let me, let's see if somebody is feeling this and they're like, oh my God, Amanda is talking to me right now. How do they get in contact with you? Well, honey, you can find me at www. <laughs> <laughs> and if you call me by midnight, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, but my website, you guys can always reach out there, www.amandaflood.com. Um, also Instagram. I always love a follow. Um, I try to approach that space as like a same educational learning space. So um, you could always just get something and not just like encouraging, but like things to do and, you know, action steps and 
because everybody's at different spaces of readiness. Maybe you just need to hear information and do a little bit of that practice on your own and build up that courage muscle to then reach out and say like, hey, I actually need a little more help with this. So um, I encourage that, do that on your own um, and get yourself ready to really kind of do more work. That's okay. Um, so Instagram at the same thing. Um, and if you happen to be a woman of color and just want to be in an encouraging community, we're on Facebook. Um, if you just put in mindset plus motivation, the group will come up. Um, you can find us. So um, I'm, I'm around and I love chatting. You can ask me a question. I'll tell you, if you need to practice your ask, like <laughs> add in my DMs as the kids say, honey. <laughs> Yeah, can, can the audience practice in your DMs? Oh, come on, let's go. Ask me anything. <laughs> For the next 24 hours, you can ask me anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely, guys. It's, it's great. I to love that. Practice. And then I'm going to I'm gonna make sure to get all your links out there as yeah. well. So, um, so if anyone needs to find Amanda, please reach out to her. Or if you know anyone that needs to hear this episode, please make sure to share it with them. Mm. Subscribe in all the places. <laughs> like, subscribe, follow. Right. Do, That's do the one thing you can do. If nothing else, just click, 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 please. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Have an amazing night, everyone. You know how to reach me. Galit Speaks on all the platforms. Thank you, Amanda, for being here. Thank you for giving all of your wisdom and, like, just holding space for me to babble. <laughs> That's why we need community. Like, where else can we do this? Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. All right, and have a good night, everyone, and I'll see you next week for another episode.